Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. our podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail and i am your wonderful b okay well <laughs> thank you all for being here with wonderful b it's been a great and gail yeah not so wonderful but i'm just fabulous <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm happy for you yeah, it's been a um a really good week a very good time um how's your week been oh it's fine it went by i'm ready for my vacation oh that's right well there you go some of us will be working next week i'm working next week but the week after that i'll be on vacation oh okay excellent now before we get to the meat of our discussion whatever that may be because it's b's week so it's a surprise to me we will do as always our moment of gratitude oh yes um so i would say that my moment of gratitude extends towards um sharing moments with others as we can this is a great week gail's son was in town julian and his family um, to celebrate Jordan's graduation and it was nice it was really nice um, interacting with other people because there hasn't been so much of that during the pandemic so it was it was nice and it was enjoyable so I enjoyed that those moments so I'm grateful to the moments that we can share with other people as we can thank you that was nice they had a good time as well they enjoyed it. It was a really good visit. Well, I guess my moment, <clears throat> excuse me, of gratitude is partially that too, that, that I have a nice family, you know, that my son has made a great selection and his wife and the kids are such well-mannered young men, please. And thank you to everyone. And they're of the age that just because they're taught it, they don't have to keep it, you know, mm -hmm. but they do. They're very polite and gracious and, and thoughtful and just bright young men. So it was a very good time. And if you don't live near your family all the time to just ride down the street and say, hey, it, it was quite a nice event. So I'm very grateful they took the time out and to share their time with me because that doesn't always happen in all families. Mm -hmm. So it was really a, a really good time for, for everybody. And I'm very grateful to have that opportunity still. 
So that was my moment of gratitude. And Ryston has appeared. Woohoo! Yeah, we've come to that part of the show every <laughs> single time when we start the show and Ryston just it's a cue. Like you know to do this and invade my personal space with no regard. He's wearing his little bow tie, looking all cute and dapper. <laughs> okay, okay, Ryson. Okay, you're here. They they know. Can you stay still? Thank you. I got work to do, dog. <laughs> Just so as Ryson, Ryson. as I work around Ryson, I wanted to talk about. You know, I think we create. There were some memories that were created this week. And eventually, those will probably be memories that we pull from. So I wanted to talk about the role of nostalgia in our lives and how it appears and what it is. Would you, how would you define it? Nostalgia? Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. Old stuff that's left in the basement from my grandmother, my mother's time. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's what I think of, like going through somebody's old stuff and you see things from the past and that, you know, it, it brings some memory to you in it, like it washes a memory over you. Okay. So nostalgia's original meaning um, was basically acute home, homesickness. So it's just that longing for home and across mm-hmm. the time you know, and language shaping and changing has been changed to, you know, the notion of longing for missing for one's own personal lived experience. So you're pulling from the past to go there. And it's a social emotion because most of the times when you're thinking about nostalgia, it involves not you thinking about that time when you were, doing something alone but more so with other people so it's okay rice go 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 we can't we cannot we cannot excuse me (laughs) trying to use b as his personal pillow (laughs) hold on i'm sorry give me a second rice excuse me your butt's on my phone Dog ownership has its, you know, drawbacks. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I'll always remember these moments with Ryston. <laughs> I'll be able to draw on these memories with Ryston. Um, so, yeah, basically, <laughs> you know, and it serves as an emotional experience that unifies us. And it helps with us unite with who we were in the past to who we are now, which will hopefully shape who we are in the future. So it's almost like a drawback to who, what we've gone through in the past. And normally it tends to be happy memories that people draw on. Um, They found that it kind of peaks the dog. It kind of peaks around young adulthood so like that cross between you know 
let's say around 24 when you've graduated college and you're going to start a, your career and going on to your next stage of life, you're going back to your childhood, to your remember wins. And then it also peaks again um, in older age too, when people are reflecting on their lives and their remember wins then. So I wanted to kind of see what are some things that you are like, nostalgic about or I can go first however well you know the thing is when you said that made me think of when Julian was here and he was at the table talking with you I'm not sure I can't remember the full conversation but I remember him saying about something from his childhood that he carried forward was um because we grew he grew up we were kind of poor at mm -hmm. the time and so we were watching our money. So you and we were, we, oh, I owned a house. So you couldn't have like hour long showers because I got to pay for the water. Mm -hmm. So he learned how to take a shower and, you know, with like five, six minutes, he was in and out. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I really forgot about that. And so he mentioned it that he even now as an adult, like traveling, you know, with his um, job personalities or when they're in the gym, he's in and out. And everybody's like, how can you do that? And then he apparently tells the story. We were poor. Remember when? <laughs> so and I thought I thought that's something that that he would have gone past once you get to a comfortable part of life. Mm -hmm. And he kind of held on to that. So is that sort of nostalgia? Uh, I mean, in that moment when he's telling the story, yeah, that would be nostalgia to draw back on your past to where you are in your present. Okay. So it's normally like a callback to that. So, but I'm, I'm more so thinking like at least personally, like anything from your childhood, like, I know for me, and I'll speak about this in motherhood, um, when Alina was growing up and like around the ages of four or five, like I didn't have her watch Spongebob or any of that because I just thought it was such a weird cartoon. And so to supplement that, um, I remember going to BJ's or Costco, probably Costco, this is an endorsement of them. And they had a box set of um, cartoons that I watched when I was a child, like DuckTales, Tailspin, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and um, Darkwing Duck. So they kind of had like the box sets of them where it was just like the complete sets of these old shows that came out like in 1990, 1992. And I was like, okay, well, these are age appropriate. And I remember watching it and having a good time watching it. And then basically was able to kind of relive that nostalgia with Alina as a frame of reference. So that was kind of like a nostalgic moment for me that I had with her. So that's something that we can kind of talk about. Hey, remember when we used to watch Tailspin? And then that's kind of like the whole social portion of it. So, I don't have anybody here I grew up with to reminisce that about. It's not about <laughs> reminiscing about at the moment, but just a callback 
to kind of like, I remember when we worked together at that um, college. And I mean, that's even a callback too, because remember when we would go out to eat? I remember when we went to Ikea to go shopping in the ki- for the kitchen supplies. Like those are kind of things where you're like, oh, remember when? Oh, okay. I kind of, I guess the other day I was talking to a friend of mine uh, that we went to junior high and high school together. And uh, we, I, I guess we were talking about that because a friend of ours had passed away and we were remembering things that we had done together mm-hmm. that it just, it it brings up an actual vivid picture in your mind mm-hmm. of that like exact moment. Yeah. Because uh, she was always the, no, we're not going to do this because it's going to be trouble. And I was always, oh, come on. It's going to be fun. It's going to be mm-hmm. all right. No one's going to catch us. Of course, we got caught every time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that she kept bringing up. She's like, she said, I just remember how you would always be. And there was this basketball player that we both liked. And she was like, I remember when no matter what, he came down the hall, we were on our way to class, you would grab me and we'd have to U-turn and follow him to his class, walking behind him going, hi, Barry. How you doing, Barry? How's your day, Barry? Wow. But, and they were just, at the time we were going through them, we cackled silly. And then when we talked about it, we started cackling silly too. It's like you say- it drew us almost back to that hallway. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. It's, it's it's a social process. So again, you're not necessarily thinking about moments that you've had with yourself. They're just kind of like, you know, um, Bruce is um, one of my friends. Bruce does a lot of photography and he did some photographs today with us. And I mean, there are so many stories when him and I talk as because, you know, we went to high school together. We went to... Um, we basically stayed friends throughout after high school and past that point that, you know, when we used to get together, we would be like, oh, remember when in high school and remember, you know what I mean? Right. So it's it, it just is one of those unifying moments. And most of the time they do tend to be more positive than not, because most people sometimes would think if you reminisce back to the past. But I think that's more so rumination. You think back to the past and in some ways it can be like, oh my God, this sucks or whatever. But nostalgia is different because it tends to be more so thinking of pleasant times that bonded you socially, starting with your family early on. And then it branches out, like you mentioned, your friends into friendships where you're just called back to those moments and they kind of bring you into a nice place. Yeah. Like Lois and I uh, talking with her uh, about a month ago, and there's an incident when um, my mother was super strict and everybody else's mother was strict too, but nobody else's mother had the time to follow behind just like my mother did. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't know what we were doing, but we call ourselves smoking and Lois, <laughs> Lois could not lie. <laughs> it happens. Oh, my Lord. So, and my mother saw us, and by the time she came back around, we had got rid of the cigarette. 
and we waved so there'd be no smoke around us and we just made sure we weren't going to walk up close to my mother mm -hmm. <laughs> and so my mother rolls down the window she doesn't even say gail what were you doing or gail i saw you she goes lois mm -hmm. what were you doing and she looks at both of us and we're because uh, my other friend doris is there we were like Mm -mm. Shaking our heads like, mm -mm, mm -mm. don't do it, don't do it. We were smoking a cigarette, Miss Marin. I'm so sorry. Gail, get in the car. <laughs> so now I'm on punishment. So her and I were talking. She said, "I'm so." She said, "You don't know how many times I have thought about it when your mother would catch us doing something, mm -hmm. and she wouldn't even talk to you. She comes straight for me because she knew, and she she then she would brought it up to her kids." uh-huh and she said with raising her kids do you know i have one wouldn't tell me the truth i mean she was <laughs> a lie to the she said i used to always say to her you're just like your aunt gail oh my lord you'll stay with a lie to the wheels fall off the wagon she said and that was my payback <laughs> but it's just a funny thing to 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 think about that that we had those moments and those are the like you're right those i mean there are some times that were difficult times that you do remember but you don't really call them up as much yeah and they found that like how you view the past and reconcile with it um depends on your personality and your psychology like your mental state at the so it has a lot to do with your personality and it has a lot to do with where you are mentally so if you're in a depressed or an anxious anxious state of mind you bringing up bad experiences from the past may actually sadden you more oh i, de I believe that yeah but I'm if you are that. like if we were to call back to that remember when i spoke about the person assaulting me you know, depend if I wasn't here at this place where I am mentally, I, that probably would have saddened me. Um, but I'm not in a depressed state and I'm rarely in an anxious state outside of living a normal life. And my, you know, I'm pretty even killed and not a lot of things mess with me too much now that I was able to kind of interpret it. Okay. As if, Hey, that as a comparison thing, yeah. So when you view it like, okay, yes, we were poor and now I'm living a middle-class life. Look at how far I've made it. Yes. You know, so a lot of those things do come into factor with how your callbacks happen. Okay. So that is something to kind of consider as well. And there are different types of nostalgia. Um, there's the personal nostalgia, which is the longing for feeling good about things from your past, which I think a lot of us do, especially in the time of COVID. Like, all you have to do is flip back a year and yeah. know that this time last year, we were kind of free to go wherever we wanted to go, however we wanted to go. I was chalking up Christmas parties. See? Yes. And so... <laughs> One of the roads of nostalgia, too, is that it can comfort us in times of change, um, whether they're good or bad. So, like, major life events like having a baby, getting married, birth of a child, which is having a baby, which I mentioned already, changing a job, 
Yeah, so not, not everybody's divorce is sad. Exactly. Some people are gleeful. Yes. yes. So again, you just have the it, it's basically a measurement in time of this thing happened at some point in time and I can draw back to. But it's how you interpret it that really matters on stuff what it's going to do for you in the in the past. And the, I in would the think now. it would have something to do with also what you're reminiscing on or having nostalgia about because if it was such a a difficult time or something is painful around it mm -hmm. and you never reconciled it you probably don't even try to bring it up because you're you know you may have blockers that yeah no, i can't i can't even go there i can't go there yeah yeah and it is the healthiest way to if that is the case and i think a lot of people if you can't do it alone of course therapy plug you know with yeah. a professional individual that'll be able to help you go through it is really to kind of confront the past and be able to then reconcile it in the present so that it doesn't necessarily affect your future and I think that kind of shifts the mindset. I don't know that everybody has the ability to do that on their own. Um, and I couldn't begin to tell you how to do it on your own because I think it's a personal thing. But again, there are professionals that can help with that. So to your, to your point, yes, there are some things that are painful and hurtful, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be flipped. Right. But the, and don't flip it on Facebook. I, I don't have Facebook, so I'm not reading nobody's diaries. Or even on, <laughs> or like on, on Instagram, um, I have a friend that if she has a good, if you read like sometimes her Instagram story, happy, not so happy, happy, really not so happy. And I mean, I, I don't know the time frame that she posted these. But I'm like, wow, you went from happy to not happy, happy to depressed, happy to I hate this. That's just, it wore me out looking at it and it was like seconds. <laughs> I, I sometimes don't read their stuff because that's what it is. Yeah. And I'm thinking, did, so if, if she goes back and reads that later, it can't be a warm fuzzy. Yeah, which again might be where, I don't know this person, because I don't have Facebook, but at the same time, that may be where the reconciling may need to occur, either personally or with professional help. Um, because sometimes the things that you go through are painful, you oh, know, yeah. they're, they're very painful. And it's not to discount the way you feel, how you feel about things are how you feel about things. Um, but you know, no one wants to be in a constant state of distress either when thinking about their childhood or thinking about their teenage years, like nobody wants to be in that state of where everything is going wrong. Um, and then on top of that, what we do need to kind of put in the picture is that memories are not faithful. 
and they're faulty. So the way you remember things doesn't necessarily mean to, that it's true or that's the way it happened. It just means that your little file system, you know, when you pulled it up, that's the way you interpreted the situation as to what it could be. So, you know, that's something to consider as well when thinking about the past is that, you know, speaking about Bruce, because we had a lot of, um, we used to club and hang out and party and, you know, hang out with a bunch of friends. If it's 10 of us going out and chilling at somebody's house and having a good time, every single person will have a different story. We'll have a different story of what happened, how it happened, how it played out. And then there's the videotape, it, which luckily we didn't videotape things at that time. You know, yeah. the videotape of the truth where somebody just looking at it would be like, okay, this is what happened. So again, memories and how you perceive it does matter. And um, there's a, a, a researcher who does, a, her name is Dr. Christine Bacho. I hope I said her last name right. And um, she was basically saying, you know, because it is a social thing and you're thinking about it in a social situation, you got to be kind of careful about who you're having those remember wins with. Because if you're having a remember win and that person is thinking about negative things, you're going to have a negative feeling about that interaction when you pull it up. Versus someone who's like, oh, you know, you can laugh about it. So it's, right. it's interesting that it, because it is a social thing. And I've learned, even in some of my friendships and the friendships that I have, like, cut off in the past, those were the ones that when you think about it, they weren't like the whole, like, good jolly kind of time. It was the mean-spirited ones. So when you aren't feeling the best and you, you know, you catch up on Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp or you're video chatting with someone and, you know, you're like, remember when? And they go back. Yeah. Remember when you fell on your face? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know that that's someone you want to go down memory lane with because they're not going to bring up. The they good. have some issues underlying. Yes, <laughs> and I'll, I'll and say coming for you. Yes, and I'll even say for myself, like me and Alana laugh about it a lot. When we, when I went to Hawaii, I fell going up the mountain and going down the mountain, but it was in mud, thankfully. So I was like, "Oh my God, I'm a mud butt." But like, but, but that's still a fun thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like a mean spirited thing that even if she were to bring it up to me. You know, I'm pretty sure we would laugh about it because she wouldn't come to me in a mean-spirited way. But there are some individuals that that same thing could have occurred to and the way they present it back to you is mean. And that, I think, because it is a social thing, you want to kind of be cognizant of when you're recalling things with people, how does it make you feel? Did you come out that conversation feeling better about yeah. reminiscing or did you come back feeling not so great because this person, you know, made you call back times that weren't so great? Or maybe even it was a great time, 
but they may have felt excluded from the great time, even though they were there. Yeah. And people don't like it when, and it makes sense. So if we're in a group of people and I'm like, Hey girl, remember when we worked at that college and we went to happy hour with such and such person <laughs> and we're laughing about it and somebody wasn't invited. They don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but now I was even thinking about a friend, a friend of mine that, I mean, we're still social on Facebook, but, and we used to talk, but we don't talk anymore only because they have an issue with someone that I won't have an issue with them. Mm. And in fact, we were discussing, and this was the, I couldn't remember why this person stopped talking to me. And then I real I remembered the conversation one day. It was just funny because I was talking to somebody else and what we were talking about. I didn't realize at the moment that was a real touchy subject for them. And it was something from back in our childhood. And I was always like her protector. But apparently it seemed like I had moved into adult life and was no longer her protector. And I didn't want to put that person down anymore. I was like, that's when we were kids. Yeah. You know, we've grown past that. That's, you know, they're really a great person. Yeah. They have, you know, a great, they may not be perfect who is, but I mean, it's somebody that you can laugh and talk with and we can, like you say, we were remembering the good times, but I re- it wasn't until someone pointed out to me, well, she's not seeing it as a good time because she's think she's already fast forward to how you've accepted this person and she has not will not cannot yeah and so can be I isolating mm-hmm. i didn't realize that in in and i just thought well you know sometimes i'm like you know little miss pollyanna well if you just look at the bright side of it they're really a great person if you give them a chance and they're not there no <laughs> they're not there they're like i don't know what you're talking about what you got to say i just remember when don't work for me and i was trying to bring back the, the yes yeah, see how they were see how they are yeah and they were stuck in the see how you there were is for them yeah it's a current event mm-hmm. and i guess for some people you can't change that view and it's like you say, we were all in that room or all in those moments and some of us came out of them maybe picking and choosing the good parts of it and tossing out the bad parts because we don't need to carry that. Yeah, you cherry pick. You cherry pick what part you draw back on, whether it's good or bad. Right. And the thing about, this is completely different. The thing about laughter and finding things amusing you almost have to like someone. Okay, if you don't like, let me flip it. If you don't like someone, nothing they do is ever funny. Not even if it is funny. That's true. <laughs> nothing they do is amusing. Nothing they do is funny because you just don't like them. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it, I can't, and it's really what I can't think of anybody like that. What? That I just don't like. Because all, people like that, I re, I'm removed. 
Oh, so there's no real reason to like, you know, have them in your vicinity. Yeah, and to to, to recall because I've just and not just don't like like you say if after a while you have so many encounters and you walk away, wow, either feeling bad feeling low about the person you are mm-hmm. and or feeling inadequate. Why? Yeah. I had a friendship that, um, I cut off a few years ago and that was part of it. Like whenever she would mention another individual, it was like so deprecating and it was like, okay, I could see, and it was almost a mean girl kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? I can see this in high school. Nobody's perfect. I can see this in high school and I can see this in our early 20s. But it was just kind of to the point where it was like every single time we go out, there's an issue. Every single time. Yeah. Like every single time. And it was just kind of like, you know what? I'm straight. I'm good. You don't even have to worry about it. But again, those are the things that, you know, there are some good memories with her. Um, but at the same time, when I think about as in a group setting, but when I think about our conversations and how we would talk, it was to the point where everything was so deprecating against other people. And that's not where I am. Or you have the person who just continually puts themselves down. Just even if you say, wow, you know, your hair looks really great today. No, you know, I had to do this and that. And then every time it's just that wears you out. Yeah, it, it kind of stops you wanting to foster that relationship because then your remember wins with those people right. are they're, like they're not good. They're like it's like it's like a battle. Yes. A con- that's that's the only thing you can bring up. Like you're sorting through it all to find the good in the situation. And it's like, you know, what if I this is really speaking, I'm not a professional. I think if you have to sort really hard yeah. <laughs> to find the good in a relationship that you're having with another individual I don't understand why that relationship needs to be continued Um, because I don't want to have remember wins and they're just like, Oh my God. Yes. Let's talk about dark stuff. You know what I mean? I have a couple friends that, you know, from back in the day, I, I don't care when I talk to them, when I see them, it's, it's almost like we are back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like wherever our last conversation stops, we pick right up and carry on with it and can laugh and kiki and, you know, it, it's, it's a great, we've added on to that. Mm-hmm. So, and, but there's not, there's not a boatload of people like that. No. And I don't think there should be. My grandmother raised us and there used to be this sign that hung, hung in the dining room that said true friends are rare like diamonds far and few in between mm-hmm. and and she used to say you're not going to have you shouldn't have a lot of friends she said if you have a, a whole house full of friends trust me most of them aren't yeah and 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 i that's really a good gauge i wish i knew this before this conversation like 20 years ago that if you if I'm not building good memories with you, 
I, I can, how am I going to take you forward with me? Or if I do, I'm taking dead wood. Yeah. I mean, it's discernment. We learn it. We learn it as we age, but, or, you know, as we know it to come to us. But yeah, it's, it's something to consider. Like when you remember wins aren't that great with a certain individual, that, that is a, a telltale sign. Or when they bring up remember wins, that is something to, to think about, especially now when we are so isolated. Yeah. Um, a lot of the conversations that we do have, unless you're talking about the pandemic and what's going on, you tend to veer off on certain topics. And again, even looking back on the pandemic and living through it, I've had some really good memories of it and I want to make the best of it, even though it's trying Yes. You know, I want to make the best of it so that when I do think back to it, that it's not in turmoil, you know, and how do I get on the other side of it? And I think having creating the memories as you can matters because those are the ones that you're going to recall back to to in the future. So that's that's pretty interesting. Another type of nostalgia is the historical nostalgia, which is basically a longing and feeling good sentiments about times of the past. And some of it isn't even times that you were alive. So you have like a strong feeling. What? Yeah. It's a feeling of good sentiments or feelings attracted to times in the past when individuals may or may not have been alive. So like people who like Victorian era times, uh, no one was alive then, but you've read enough literature or you um, heard enough stories about it that you romanticize it. I could the be good... Annie Oakley. Like I could do that. Who? Annie Oakley. Oh, the, the, the gun Western. lady? Yes. The guns, cowboys. Yes. I could do Annie Oakley. You see, so there's kind of like that romanticizing about it. And it's more so likely. And then, you know, there's the reminiscent of the good old days, which we could at least presently day tie that to make America great. A lot of the individuals, which is a historical one, you know, you're longing from a time in the past that you weren't even there oh okay i'm like wait a minute are we making i'm confused but you mean when they say that they're not really talking about what they're talking about is bringing the past 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 that they don't even they weren't there they didn't really experience it but the the what they know what they think they know about mm -hmm. it would be great now. Yeah. So let's flip it up to now and let's have it. And yeah, even the people who romanticize Hitler and Stalin. People who do that? Yeah. We have modern day Nazis. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have modern day. I blocked them out. <laughs> yeah, no, we have them. And yeah, again, oh, most yeah. of the, the proud boys, as they would call themselves, weren't alive weren't alive during the, that regime i mean that was what 1934 yeah how did they know it really went on or how it even happened so again there's a 
reimagining or an interpretation or, you know, a romanticization or an idealization of this place and time that you believe is better than the time you're living in. And normally when people are historically nostalgic, especially when you haven't lived there, um, or you're alive at that point in time is because you're dissatisfied with the way things are in the present. You mean when they do it like on an ongoing basis? Yeah. So like the people who let, yeah, like the proud boys. So I'm pretty sure those kids, those men, um, boys aren't happy with the way that things are going now in America. So that era that where white men, because this is, and white women too, because they uphold white supremacy as well, that they want to go back to is the 50s when, you know, you could have a housekeeper and you could have a nanny and you had that house and you had this. So I want to go back then to that time where we said America was at its peak. We've been told that it was at its peak. So people do go back there and they're like, I want this life that I don't have right now. So that is a type of nostalgia as well, but that is more so rooted in not being happy with the way that things are. So you want things the way they were. Even though you don't know what were, is they have an idea of what were is their ideal in their head but there's a romanticization about it that is like oh my god it's glitz glamour and everything like the roaring 20s yeah but you're not necessarily thinking about the racism at that time the sexism at that time what it's like to be a woman at that time you know so there's a lot of things that come into it but you don't care about those things and you're not thinking about that time of when there was war and famine and all these other things that went on you're just thinking about that's when we used to have that the the little modest homes that everyone appeared to own mhm and everybody lived this way yeah you have your grandpa telling you that hey i got a house and i paid $50 for rent and you know all of this stuff you hear all these things they're passed down to you you see it in film and America the film in- industry in America glamorizes the 40s the 50s the 20s and it's in a way that could be people would want to emulate because you just see people just living their lives all fancy and not understanding yeah. that there's a whole sector of people missing from breakfast at Tiffany's you know like <laughs> that's true like were there no black people yeah yes so again so you're looking for a time that doesn't necessarily exist anymore but you want to make it happen because things are just so bad that's like Ozzy and Harriet when we grew up um, they were like the perfect little family. She just had dinner on the table mm-hmm. at a particular time. And yes, they had some minor trials and tribulations, but by the time the half hour was over, it was all resolved and all was well. Yeah. You know, even the kids, whatever, there's no big 
big drama that goes on. So if you grew up watching that, that's what you would want to go back to. Yeah. That's, that's your vision, not thinking that's just a show. Yeah, and people are that dumb to believe that um, what they see on TV is what it is without thinking about the different context that goes into living in that day-to-day life. And again, like, I always say it too, like, we always think of racism as what it does to, you know, marginalized communities, but I think it makes monsters out of the quote-unquote majority. Yeah, without them, some of them without them realizing. Without them even knowing, but just the culture itself does it to you. So again, these are things that you're longing for, but not necessarily knowing what the true consequence of it is. Because at the end of the day, you never will be able to outrun yourself. And sometimes your nostalgic moments, you remember when this happens when you're like, you know, isolated. And you're like, oh, remember when I was such a shitty individual to someone? Like that can't make you feel good. <laughs> And that's, well, when you think about the nostalgia part of wanting to be in a different time, it makes me think of, I've actually heard black people say in their out loud voice, yes, I'm part of the make a gr- make America great again. And I'm like, wow, did you watch Ozzie and Harriet? There's no black people in that town. <laughs> And it just makes me think, you're right. Do they know what they're really asking? I I would venture to say no. I would venture to say no unless, especially as a person of color, um, to say yes, that that's where you want to go back to. Um, But again, I think a lot of people, they just draw back on certain times. So maybe it was the 90s or the 80s, because I know there was a, a boom in the 80s with um black wealth that might that might be the time that they're looking to so again it might not even be so back far as the 50s but there might have been a time where they felt that they had the means to do whatever it was that they needed to and now they cannot so now i want to go back to that place and time so that i'm okay um or you know foreclosures have happened like we couldn't believe we've been through. I mean, I think we're in a recession right now or a depression. One of them too. Pretty sure it's a depression. And we've been through the recession in the 2007s where a lot of people lost their jobs. So it could be them just even calling back to saying, Hey, you know, I had a house. I lived in a suburb. I lost it. I lost everything. And now I want to go back to a place where I can maneuver and live a life that I was used to living. Well, that may, I even think of that sometimes about, wouldn't it be nice to be back in the community, how I grew up, where my cousins were all nearby. I mean, I never had, at beginning, I, I didn't really, when I was young, young, my friends were my cousins. Because mm-hmm. that's how our family was big. And that's really, we didn't really have outside friends so much Mm -hmm. like Christmas and Thanksgiving house full of people, but we were all nearby. And I sometimes think back to that. My struggle with that was with Julian when he was little and I lived in California. One of the reasons that came home and 
But then when I came home, it wasn't exactly how it was when I was a kid. Yeah, you romanticized <laughs> But it. then in my head, I thought, this is great. We'll be around the family. You know, we'll do the family dinner thing. And then I was like, okay, this isn't, you know, how I imagined it. I was listening to another podcast. And it was saying, they, they wrote like a little letter in. And the guy was like, you know, he's been home. Um, living alone during COVID and Thanksgiving came around and he was like, okay, I really miss, you know, being around my family and the things that we did. And, you know, you start to remember when all these Christmas traditions got to Thanksgiving and one of his siblings was very volatile the whole time. And he was like, this was not what I what I thought I was going to get and what actually happened, I misremembered. Yeah. <laughs> he took all the good parts. Yes. And, and not realizing. Story. Which remember when I told, I said yes. it a few weeks ago, I'm like, y'all ready to go and visit y'all whomever. And y'all don't even like them. <laughs> all you're going to do is argue with grandma about why you brought a white girl home? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Yes. People forget. So people tend to kind of misremember because you cherry pick what you do. But I think, again, nostalgia is important. And I think part of it, too, is that what she was saying, um, Dr. Basco, was that, you know, there is an intergenerational transmission of nostalgia that we pass on. So... You know, there are things that I remember that I'll speak to Alina about. There are things that you speak about in this podcast that, you know, some other people, but I think there's a link to it that we're missing that now that we're so involved in our phones, in the virtual world and everything else, and we're in, you know, the time of La Rona, we... We're we're really disconnected at this point in time. And I think a lot of people then fall and they look into the the screens. But it's so much different looking into your screen and having, you know, liking a picture. And I'll even say this, um, my Alana, her her and I watched um her name, Ali Wong. We watched the Ali Wong together on Netflix and, you know, that is using technology and she's in Hawaii. So we're like, one, two, three, play. And we watched the show together, but that's a little bit different because that still is a shared moment where you're laughing and you're talking about it versus, you know, me seeing her on her IG story. So I think technology still can be used in a way to connect us. And to kind of, in the time of COVID, have a remember when. And I was talking to a friend. Um, his daughter lives in a different area. And um, it was her birthday. So he, first birthday that he's going to miss with her. And so I followed up with him. And I'm like, well, how was the birthday with her? And he's like, we did a virtual sip and, like a sip and paint. So she had like a little oh, tea cute. thing. And, you know, they did the little paint thing. And I'm like, that is so cute. Like, that's still kind of like a remember when yes. that you can draw up on. 
And I was like, that that just warms my heart because, you know, technology can be used in a way that it can be incorporated to bring back Remember Wins and still have that moment of nostalgia with your child. Because even though it is a vastly different birthday, she can always pull up when she's older. Yeah, I didn't see my dad this year, but we had a virtual sip and paint and she might not even say it that way yeah she might say i saw my dad this year and we did a sip and paint and they're like you saw your dad well it was on then she might yes. go but for her first thought maybe i saw him yes yes so, so i think he didn't miss it and there was an event <laughs> and there was a still a shared right social that, that that tied it all up yes so i think again even that's in, cool. I thought that was so sweet. I was like, oh my God, that is so great. <laughs> but there are ways to kind of maneuver around being able to see other people, share experiences with them so that even on the other side of the pandemic, you still have that remember when, when you're with them. Um, but again, it's, it's, I think a lot of it just has to do with how motivated you are, what your means are, because not everybody has the means. So I don't want to say like, oh, well, just do it. And you ain't got no internet. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think it's just more so thinking outside of the box to say, hey, how can I make this happen? And let's go ahead and do this and make it happen. Um, so again i think a lot of things are kind of lost with technology we're losing empathy at a rate that is just ridiculous um and i think we're probably going to see that have a major it already has a major effect on how we are now with each other but i think that will continue to happen because we just don't have that intergenerational transmission of saying hey you know like you were saying jordan and um Kyle saying please and thank you and they're in their 20s and they're still doing that that's something that is taught being thoughtful is something that is taught and normally it's taught by older people yeah so you know when you are listening to older people talk about their lives or somebody from a different culture or different perspective talk about things that they have gone through or the way they view the world I think it behooves you to listen minimally and not listen with like, I wouldn't do that, but just listen to kind of hear their experience because I think that helps with you understanding that people are different. And you'll pick up some things that you'll be able to, to use. Exactly. And to enhance your life. Yeah. So again, you know, sometimes when you do hear those remember wins, you weren't there but some, it could be important to that other person that they're sharing it with someone else that remember when. And it might have something that you can pick up on as well. So, again, the the default is not to want to hear somebody else cackle about how yeah. <laughs> it was so great when they, you know, did X, Y, and Z and you weren't there. With your ex-husband or current one. There you go. But, you know, it might be reminiscing their single lives. What a wonderful time you two had. <laughs> Too funny. But, you know, there's something that I'm going to do with a group of women that um, we do uh, Bible study every week with. Mm-hmm. 
um, because we're all like in lockdown, we are going to get together like in a parking lot in a circle. But I got their addresses and I stole this from, um, and I'm going to give them a little plug, my Hallmark channel. I'm going to get a, a, a book and um, write them a letter. Oh, nice. And then I'm going to send the book to someone. And I'm also going to send them the address that it goes to next. Then they write their letter. Okay. And it's going to go around to everyone in the group and everybody writes a letter. All right. And then when it comes back, I'm going to make copies of it and give everybody a copy of the book. Nice. So I saw that in a Hallmark (laughs) movie and I thought, and that'll be something that they can keep or pass down because it basically we've been together with the pandemic. Yeah. As a group. As a group. So they can, you know, write whatever you want. You know, my my letter is like four or five pages. You know, I, I talk to different ones in a letter and that's what I want them to do. But they do have a time frame so that it doesn't get lost. Oh, that nice. it actually that makes, it tr- makes its rounds. It makes the rounds and gets back so they can take that with them into their future. Yeah, and pass it along. And again, you know, don't, however you can, like share, share. And hopefully, you know, listening is, is, is a skill. It's a social skill that needs to be honed on. But I think being able to receive other people's experiences and somehow I think we're all connected. We're social beings. Like nostalgia just runs across cultures, time periods. People were nostalgic in the 1600s. People are nostalgic all the time. Right. And they're having their remember when. So it is a very human experience to kind of call back to certain times and remember the good times and remember the great times but also just you know kind of realizing what we're losing in the process of not really hearing each other or not wanting to hear someone else's remember when you know and also being aware of who you're remembering when with Because if it's not someone that is going to bring up the best of things, that might be something, again, to kind of really kind of keep an eye out on how you feel when that person keeps bringing up things you probably are uncomfortable speaking of. Maybe that is something that needs to be mentioned. And um, again, I just know other people have that in their relationships, too, where, you know, you're like, oh, I remember when my ex would do this and this person doesn't do that. And that's more of a comparison thing. And I would say, well, then be with that raggedy person then, you know, (laughs) you got all these remember wins with them. Maybe that's where you need to be. But again, kind of more so think I'm thinking my, my friend is going through something, but (laughs) yeah, be with that raggedy hoe. But if that's the case, <laughs> no, she has good qualities. You just don't know them. Yeah, I don't. But there you go. Yeah. So again, it's more so kind of like you know thinking about the ways we think about the past, trying to make do with what we have, so that the memories of the pandemic aren't so damn horrible. Um, but I liked it because I'm really telling you, when you said nostalgia, the minute anything I thought was like a thrift shop, 
you know, really old one or going through, like when I go through the, the old photos and things that I have, that to me is nostalgia. It is. I don't really think of it. I don't think of preparing to make it, make some for the future. And, and, and in a way you're, you're, you're speaking to the moment that you're in is going to be your past if you live long enough. Mm -hmm. So make this moment a good moment to have, to reminisce, to reach back to, to have some moments to call up. Yeah. To, to help fill your world. Yeah. In goodness. Yeah. And, 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 and blessings and in calm and in peace Instead of just, you know, letting terror run. Yeah. I think we all kind of, we can pick and choose for the most part, how we interpret and view and how we share our experiences with other people. And it it matters because again, I don't want to think back to the pandemic and just think that it was all horrible, you know, or even the Trump era. Um, I don't want to, you know, like there were good things that happened for me outside of him being the president. Yeah. You know, so let's, when we think back to certain things, you know, how, how do you do so? And I am, I'm grateful that we are able to kind of share experiences with one another. Cause you know, we draw back a lot of the time within the podcast about, oh, this happened and that happened. And, right. You know, and that's part of the pur- purpose of it is that it's kind of a collective human experience that we're all going through and we're all connected at some point, time or the other with every single human being on this planet. Mm, not at all of them. We are. We're all related. Mm, some of them are. I won't take that. Okay. I'm not taking it in the future. Well, there you go. <laughs> Leaving it right here in this moment. <laughs> but are there any other things that like you can think about that like TV shows? What's like one of your favorite TV shows from back in the day? Oh, Blackula. Blackula? Is that a show? Was that Blackula? What was it? The one? Or is that like a? a no, wait, was it? No. Oh, what was his name? Oh, he was a Ray vampire. Ray. No, it was a vampire show that came on at three o'clock. You'd all try to get home to get it. It wasn't Blackula, but it was a vampire. I can't think of the name of it, but it was a vampire show. Hmm? No, no, that's, that's, that's new. That's more recent. Like this, in the 1990s. this was an old show and it was the coolest thing. And everybody used to, you know, how do you spell vampire? Vampire. <laughs> so for show. me, while you're pulling that up, sixty. One of my favorite shows is like Living Single. Oh, I'm sorry, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Yes. That's what it's called. Yes, yes, yes. You know, they say during the pandemic, a lot of people are now, and I think it's because it's available with streaming devices that they, you know, call back to shows that they used to watch. I have to see because Alina, you'd like that. We used to, three o'clock in the afternoon, terrified. <laughs> but what was your show? I'm sorry. Oh, living, um, um, living, single. living single. Okay, I yeah. love that. That was show. like Julian's era. Yeah, I can watch that show. I think I watch it every few years. Um, even with Alina, again, back to parenting. Alina's seen Cosby, um, the Cosby Show. Forget Bill Cosby for what he's done, but. The Cosby Show. She's seen Fresh Prince of Bel Air. 
I tried to watch Martin with Alina, and Alina was like, nope, don't like it. It's too toxic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because, you know, it, you share this moment with Alina, and I'm like, okay, well, I love Martin. It's so funny to me. And she was like, first episode, and she's like, no, this is a toxic relationship. And I was like, it is. Now that I look at it, now I don't know that I can watch Martin without hearing my child's voice saying, he's a little abusive. Yeah, without her thinking, yeah. Which again goes against that whole lens of how you see things back in the day. Back in the day versus what they truly are on paper so again that was just one show and she was like i can't do this so we never went. we discounted other things that happened to get the humor yes to ferret out the funny part yeah like it slaps you remember you remember the funny parts but not necessarily like the parts where you're like okay this is not the best yeah. or but whatever. It's slapstick yeah and slapstick humor is 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 harsh and can be sometimes violent yes so what about songs are they oh, like killing me softly by uh, Roberta, Roberta Flack? Oh, don't let me break up with somebody because I'm playing that song and laying on the floor sobbing. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is playing my song. Oh, I, that was oh that was the song. You know a song I it's not a song that I grew up on, but I do love it, which is I who have nothing. And it's Roberta, Roberta Flack and um, Donnie Hathaway. Oh, yes. And that's a good song. I could see, like, somebody really, because I'm dramatic, so I can think of a dramatic experience where you're just kind of like, you know, you see someone with someone else, and you're like, I don't have anything. Yes, <laughs> that, that girl was, that was my girl. I remember, I can see myself. That took me back to... The living room, dining room, mm-hmm. singing it back and forth, throwing myself on the floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The dramatics of it all. I was thinking, for me, 90s music is always going to have, like, a big, big place in my heart. But, like, the ultimate 90s song to me is probably, like, Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. I oh, think that okay. is just such a 90s, like... Whenever I feel that song, hear that song, I'm just like, oh, that feels 1990, whatever. And you do, you think back to like the 90s and the early 2000s. I'm like, that was the time, which makes sense because that was before I was an adult. Yeah. (laughs) And so you can kind of call back on those memories as that. Because see, even back then with Roberta Flack songs, there were house parties and they were slow dancing and girls. I went to some party in Atlanta. It was a, a, I don't know what it was called at this point, but it was a few years back and they had multiple rooms. And whatever guy that was that I met there, we slow danced. And I was like, that I do miss. Like, I do miss slow dancing i think you know i ain't trying to i don't mind a good twerk <laughs> but it's not the same but it's not the same dance. when you're slow dancing I mean, you can get in the same rhythm and get a dip in here and there <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was a nice experience and even that wasn't even something i mean i used to club and i remember um 
being on like tables dancing with friends and doing the young jock motorcycle dance and like it's just when you think back to those times it's just like oh my goodness what a good feeling time that they were with friends you know some friends that are still friends and some friends that are not but the feeling of like the remember when at that washes over you at least for me positively Mm -hmm. so if you guys have any remember wins like if you used to practice the macarena carry you (laughs) the macarena was or the latin Berlin don't know nothing about that. Who? We used to do the Latin. It's a dance called the Latin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, girl, stop. And all the line dances, stop. There were line dances long before those came along that you do now. Oh, yeah. Long, long ago. We used to hold up the club to do line dances. And a callback to my first go at motherhood, the Tamagotchi. Like, how many people remember a Tamagotchi? Lena, did you have a Tamagotchi? Okay, so it can't... Yeah. I it. Yes. A Tamagotchi was like a little egg, and it was like a little baby thing. It was like a little electronic thing. It probably was... If I was in the seventh grade, 1997, maybe? That's when it came out. And there was like a little egg, and you would have the little... You'd have to care for it. But this bugger needed food all the time. It needed to be fed. It needed to have water. And then eventually they would just die because you didn't have time to care for this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow that didn't stop people from having kids. No, but that was my first go at parenting, which kind of was like, this ain't for me. (laughs) She scarred you for life. Well, no, Alina's here. So <laughs> we didn't do any of that. We, but that was a new thing. I mean, that was just kind of like, and I know some people used to have like the eggs and home economics when that was a thing where you would have an egg. That can, <clears throat> we didn't do any of that. I think with Julian, I remember his class having to the do The egg that. that you had to take and care the, of. No, the first he had was a, a, a thing of flour. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was the weight of a baby. Ah, so they had to carry that. So that was like, this is what a baby weighs and you've got to carry this. Are you sure you want to be carrying this everywhere? And all your other stuff. Yeah. You couldn't leave. You couldn't leave that. You had to carry the baby and the stuff. Yeah. So then he got, I think the, the next year they did an egg. Yeah. You had the egg, had a little basket. Yes. And in that basket, you could not the egg would have to stay alive for a week or something like that. And if you broke the egg, and I think to combat people... You just put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> no, you had to carry it to school. Oh, you had yeah, to be so seen you know, with the egg. Exactly. So you, when you get home, you put it in the refrigerator. When you go to school, you go put it in the basket. Remember that episode, Everybody Hates Chris, the mom? <laughs> she cooked the egg. <laughs> <laughs> that would and be it, something I And it had a stamp. <laughs> That'd have been something I'd have done. And where's your baby breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it happens to the the worst of us. But, yeah, whatever your memories are that you can think of or remember wins that, you know, maybe that can be called back on and done. I think you could, if you have a partner at home, 
I'm not understanding why you're not dimming the lights, moving some furniture out the way, putting some Pandora or whatever on, and slow dance with your baby. Oh, that would be nice. so nice. So day tip for free I gave you, but we're going to now segue into the self-care tip, which is your week. It is? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. How come I always seem like I'm so unprepared? For it's this? fine. <laughs> But I actually am not. I actually am very prepared for it. It made me think, because I've been thinking about it this week, what I was going to say. And I try to give self-care tips that I personally use. Mm -hmm. And one about, I don't know, maybe a month ago, I was reading something about, um, oh, what's her name? She's a singer. She's married to to a husband. They have this cute little baby. And she has lots of money. She went to Cuba when no one else was going to Cuba. She has a sister. It used to be a girl group. Nothing, right? Not for me. No remember wins are coming up for me, girl. That is not pulling up anything um, in my nostalgia bucket. No, that was Jackson that had the accident at the, the costume failure for the football. No. She has, oh, her daughter's like princess or she, we watched a show she did. She puts her free music free sometimes on YouTube. Nothing. Sing a song. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. I can't remember her name. It's going to make me crazy. Anyway. Anywho, What's her song? Huh? How does her song go? Okay. I don't remember that either. Um. But she does, oh my gosh, if I, she has like a whole group that follows her. She, anyway, I read this article that she got bee, beehive. Talking about Beyonce. Beyonce. The, okay. <laughs> wow. I just went to the beehive. We'd have got there. Yeah. Okay. She, she actually put a beehive on her property. Oh yeah. For the honey. And she makes certain that, you know, the babies have honey and she has honey. She uses honey in her hair, honey on her skin. So I bought some honey, organic honey. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't go hog wild and buy some really expensive organic honey, but I made sure it was organic honey. I bought it at one of the wholesale places and I've been using it on my hair. And on my skin and in the shower. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing about using the honey in your hair, don't put the honey straight. You have to mix it with your shampoo or mix it with the cream relaxer and leave it in. But be sure to wash it all out. Because oh. if you don't, it's, it's not it's a kind of like a leave-in conditioner kind of thing. No, no, you don't leave it in. You like it, you can use it as a oh, treatment. Oh, no, like a treatment. Like, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, like a treatment. Or just, I every time I wash my hair, I put, there's some in my shampoo. There's some, and I, and I read up on how to put it into different products to use it. I have put some in my skin, my body lotion. Mm-hmm. I put like a couple squirts in there, make sure every time I go to use it, I shake it up really good. And so the, the honey, and I think it's because it's the organic honey, it blends in with other products well. Okay. But I have noticed a difference, a difference in my hair. Oh, Nice. You know, my hair is a little more curlier on the end and it's softer and it doesn't get, it doesn't feel as dry. Okay. 
and I've also noticed the difference in my skin. So try to, you know, don't just take my word, do a little research mm -hmm. or the beehive, you know, <laughs> but try the You're honey. Like, this lady <laughs> and yeah, she's like just the number she one musician <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I read that about her, and she her skin always looks great. So does her kids, but they're young. But and then I just thought, what the heck? I'll try something that that costs a billion dollars trying to get my skin together, and this was relatively inexpensive. And it really was very, very helpful. And on top of that tip, I'm going to also give you another skincare tip. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what color you are, what race, ethnicity, none of that. Sunscreen needs oh, to yeah. be applied. I don't mm -hmm. care if you're in winter and you think it's, I know up north is clouded. It's depressing when it's winter. You don't have any sun, but guess what? The sun is there. Yep. And due to the beating up of our environment is closer than you think. Yep. Yep. Sunscreen, sunscreen is important. So invest in some sunscreen. I'm not saying, you know, don't bank the house for it. But make sure everybody leaves your house in sunscreen. And particularly if you drive your car and you happen to, if you're in the winter, you're covering up your arms, but your hands may not be. Mm -hmm. So always put sunscreen on your hands, on your arms. And if you're out here in the sunny state of Florida, cover up with sunscreen. Yeah, and I think um, for the most part, for my face, I put sunscreen on every two hours. So it, it if you're sitting now, even it would regardless, oh, just regularly. Yeah, sunscreen should be on your. Well, I mean, if I'm not, if I'm in the house, I'll I put it out. I share with you the moisturizer sunscreen that I found. You you don't have to do it as frequently. Okay. And it's really, I love the way it just folds into my skin, and I can feel it, not in a bad way. Yeah, I use the Elta MD. It's it's kind of on the pricey side for what it is. Oh, but, what I found. Is but I got that from pricey. my dermatologist. Oh, this isn't pricey. And I did a little research and it really works good. They say stuff that sometimes sell on the drugstore is just as good as what's on a counter in a department store. Yeah, this isn't at a department store. But I've been using this sunscreen for like 10 years. But I look young. So yeah. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, that's that, if, those are two fights, good yeah, tips. Get you a little bit of honey. Yes. Because you, you do like attract more honey bees with honey. Then we'll see after the pandemic. <laughs> when I'm out and about, people, look out. Honey. <laughs> She's coming. She be down. <laughs> so I <And> sun up. <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. I'll stop. There you go. So <laughs> I think we did a thing. I think we're done with our show for today. You have anything to add? Annie would call this a moment where I just tickled myself. It happens. I don't look. I do it all the time, so I don't hate when people laugh at themselves. Right. Nina, okay, I just have one other thing to add. Sure. I want you to put into the notes. Um, a friend of mine in Pennsylvania bakes cakes that are outrageously good, 
and if you, it, she ships all over the United States. It's mm-hmm. too late. Might be too late for Christmas, but you got those New Year's party coming. And I'm just New Year party for the people in your house. I hope. Well, what? However you mm-hmm. celebrate, you're going to need a cake. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Just send me the link, and I'll put it in the, the yeah, show notes. What's the name of her business? That would be, it's not called Nikki's. Okay. <laughs> it's called Ophelia's Pound Cake. Ophelia's Pound Cake? Yeah. So I'll give you the link and put it in. And I, you know, I, you don't have to, but it is one no, of No, I'm going to put it in the And link. you've had the pound, her pound I cake. I did. It is really it good. Is really so good. support, and she's a black business. Yes, she is. So support your Trying local Trying to black survive. Baker. And if you have any black businesses that you'd like us to give a shout out, Send them our way. We'll talk to them and, you know, try to help out, keep people going. Wonderful. Good job. All right. So I think we are done with the show. And as always, we leave you with the niceties of be safe. Be well. Be easy. Be blessed. Alina, you're here. I am. Today, yeet. That's okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>